I multiply those, it would put you at about $230,000 a month right now on revenue. I think that's probably larger than what you actually are. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's accurate. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Andrea Tassistro. He's a Swiss-Italian entrepreneur based in Geneva, Switzerland. He's specialized in the food and restaurant industry with a very strong technology need to digitize, automate, and optimize the entire value chain from production to consumption. Andrea, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. Hi, the, websites, the website is fooddetective.co. Tell me who's buying the product and, and what are they using you for? So there are two types of clients. Uh, either restaurants buy the product directly or uh, we sell our technology to uh, licensing partners such as uh, Uber Eats, Coca-Cola, or Nestle. And when you look at your total revenue over the past 12 months, what percent was through partners versus direct relationships? Um, so far, it was mostly through their relationships because we just started to license our technology right now. Okay, so 100% of your revenue past 12 months was direct. You're now starting and turning on the partner ecosystem. Exactly, yes. Very cool. Okay, and what are people paying you on average per month to use this technology? So it varies from 89 to 400 per month. What would you say a sweet spot is on average? Uh, about $230. And describe this person. Is it a restaurant chain? Who's paying you? What are you building? It's, it's um, most small and medium restaurants um, located basically globally. And what we provide them is a unified platform that enables them basically to manage their entire operation, marketing and management um, and tech stack from a single platform and unified API. When did you launch the business? I think it was uh, the business side. It was in April 2019, but Food Detective was created in, in January 2018. And so what were you doing for that full year? Uh, we were mostly researching uh, on the on the restaurant space and building a consumer facing app uh, that helps us today acquire more restaurants uh, cheaper and faster. How were you funding? Like, how are you paying your personal expenses? Did you have savings built up? Initially, yes, and uh, eventually we managed to raise the two rounds uh, of funding um, that helps us basically keep on building the business. When was the first round? The first one was around 2019. Okay, and how much did you how much did you raise there? We raised about a million. Would that, would that be your what your pre-seed round? Yeah, pre-seed, and then we need uh, an extension of that pre-seed. Maybe we can call this this uh, initial money uh, seed in that sense. Okay, so so you raised more this year. We raised uh, more this year. Yeah, we raised uh, another another million um, in. Uh, in March this year. And you'd call that sort of your seed round? Yeah, let's call, let's call it a pre-seed. So okay. we're, we're sure that we'll be ready for the seed. Probably. So two, you've raised 2 million over the past three years and you're bundling that all together, calling it your pre-seed round. Exactly, yes. 
I see. Okay. Um, tell me how you got your first customer back in 2018, 2019. Um, that's a good question. Uh, first customer was um, my favorite restaurants here in Geneva, a friend of mine, actually. And I just told him like, hey, I need your feedback. I'm building this platform for the restaurant industry. And we're trying basically to gather everything into one single platform. And he said, but hey, I'm actually looking for this kind of tool and I'll be happy to be uh, your customer. How much is it? And I was like, it's 59. At the time it was 59. Say, so, okay, then this, uh, let, let's go. Let's do it. I have three restaurants. And we deployed basically the, the solution across three restaurants. Very cool. How many customers now today? Today, I think there are 21,000 restaurants were registered on the platform. And how many of them are paying? Uh, that's, uh, that's confidential, actually. Uh, what sort of a range? Oh, um, a, good, a good chunk. Let's put it like this. Like 1,000 to 5,000 or more than 5,000? Um, like, let, let's say that, that range. One to 5,000? Yeah. When do you think you can break 5,000 paying customers? Oh, I think um, at, at the end of Q1 next year. And how were you able to build the waitlist of 21,000? That's a lot of people. Yeah, so basically it's, it's all our goal right now. It's basically to convert all these uh, registered businesses into paying clients to, to offer them uh, to learn main operating system. Yeah, but Andrea, how did you get them signed up? So restaurant owners are busy. How did they find you 21,000 times? Oh, um, I think it's uh, through our review uh, platform and we reach out to them through a lot of different um, kind of ways. Either it's online through Instagram, CRM, we call them, we visit them. Uh, we do a lot of press through partners, through influencers uh, and so on. Okay. And you just told me sort of the range of customers is 1,000 to 2,000. If we assume the minimum there of 1,000 times the ARPU you told me earlier of about $230 per month. If I multiply those, it would put you at about $230,000 a month right now on revenue. I think that's probably larger than what you actually are. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's accurate. Okay. And, and why is that? Is that because you have less customers or that ARPU is too high? No, because we just changed our business model. We were transactional fees since uh, three, uh, three weeks ago, and we moved to a full SaaS uh, very recently. Oh, wait. Sorry. What were you three weeks ago? We were doing transactional fees. So basically, we were taking a small transaction, a small percentage of every transaction that was going online, basically. I see. What, like a 1%, 2%? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and we and moved away from that model. And right now, we are solely focused on selling subscriptions based on the number of uh, verticals and integration they want to use on for Detective. So if a pizza shop in Geneva was using you and they sold a $100 pizza through your platform, uh, like, is it a POS system? They pay you a dollar of the hundred. Exactly. I see. And why did you move away from that model? That, that feels like a great model to me. Yeah, actually the problem is that we had a freemium offer and this is why we've managed to acquire a lot of customers very, very fast. But the thing is that converting them into paying, we needed to basically increase dramatically the number of transactions and the marketing we were doing for them, which was not our business model at all. So we decided to shift into a full SaaS platform um, and basically telling them, okay, if you want to basically to manage all your tech stack from Food Detective, now you have to pay. I bet you can't guess what SaaS founders waste the most time on after they pass 15 employees. Think about it. 
Think about it when you onboard a new team member. How much time as a founder do you take to set up their email account? Get them added to the Trello board. If it's a sales hire, you've got to onboard them to Salesforce or Slack. This is a terrible use of your time as a founder. You should be thinking about big, long-term objectives and strategy, not IT support. That's why more firms, more SaaS founders are relying on electric for IT support. For example, Chris at Sendoso has well over 24 million bucks in revenue today, broke a $540 million valuation last year, and he spends zero time on technical onboarding for new hires. He relies on electric IT support to onboard 10 to 20 new teammates per quarter. Now, Electric is best fit for US-based companies with between 15 and 500 employees. They reached out and said, Nathan, we love your audience. We love SaaS. Can we put Electric in front of them? And I said, yes. So check them out today at nathanlatka.com forward slash electric. And as you guys know, in Latka style, I said, you gotta sweeten the deal. So they said, Nathan, for your folks, just for taking a meeting, they'll get a free pair of Beats Studio Buds. Now I looked up these buds on Amazon. It's $120 value. So to get those buds, again, just for taking a meeting, go visit nathanlacka.com forward slash electric today. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash electric. So so how much like GMV was going through the system back in October in, in that month? Yeah, that, that I cannot disclose uh, neither. Wh- why not? Because we don't disclose this kind of information. Well, why? I mean, you shut it down. You're moving on to something else. So it was, it was a low number. I'm curious how low it was. It was very low then. Like like under a million per month? Uh, yeah. Okay. And why was it so low? I mean, 21,000 restaurants, right? If you just, if they each only sell, you know, I mean, even, even if they each only sell $1,000 a month through your platform, that's $21 million in GMV. Yeah. So why weren't they using you? This is a usage issue. Why weren't they using you? They weren't using us because we didn't handle the integration ready, actually. Which integration? With all the POS and delivery platforms. I see. Would you ever build your own POS system to avoid that? Never. Okay. And so how are you solving that now with the SaaS platform? Do you have all the integrations live? Yes. Okay. So if that was the issue, why don't, why don't you stick with the transaction business with the new integrations and increase your GMV? Because again, we needed to have a lot of, of, uh, of marketing going through our own platform to charge the, the fee, which was not the case right now with a unique like uh, model where you pay a monthly subscription fee. We don't need that. Well, people are going to cancel if they're, if they're not pr- using you to transact, right? Whether you're charging on, on, on percentage GMV or not, if they're not using you to get, make money, they're going to cancel a SaaS fee or a transaction fee. So what's the difference? Because uh, for us, it works better to have a, a SaaS fee uh, rather than having a transaction fee. Transaction how, fees. How do you know that though? You just launched it three weeks ago. Yeah, but before launching it three weeks ago, we had three years of research with restaurants using the platform. But none of them were on a SaaS fee. They were on, all on the GM, GMV thing. And the issue on the GMV side was that you didn't have integrations, correct? Exactly, yeah. So why didn't or you build integrations? I mean, you had, why, why didn't you build those integrations? You had three years to build it. Because we had to finish the platform first. We, we, we cover over 20 verticals across uh, the entire industry. So imagine the amount of software development that we had prior making even one integration. So is that a mistake? I mean, shouldn't you have focused on one vertical and dominate that one vertical first? No, absolutely not. Because then it's very difficult to expand. 
Whereas when you come in with a, with a full vertical SaaS, then it's, uh, it's easier to expand. Okay. So your position, just, just to comment on this, entering new kind of verticals, having anything ready makes it much, much easier for a restaurant, not only to use your software, but also for you to increase uh, your RPU uh, online. Yeah, but I mean, who, who cares about increasing your ARPU? You got to get the customer first and get them addicted. And then you can worry about building other products yeah, and going to new industries and verticals. I just, I don't understand why you would try and tackle 21 verticals at once right when you start. Yeah, that, that's your point of view then. Yeah, but I'm asking you why. Why would you go try and tackle 21 things at once right at the beginning? Because it, um, it, it creates this kind of... Um, mentality within the company that we are able to adapt to basically any solution or to any partner or whatever they have, right? When we go and see a, a good Yeah, but situation, if you're built we... for everyone, Andrea, you're built for no one. That's the problem. You can't be adaptable to everything. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, so you're okay. Let's let's move on from this because I think this was a viable conversation. But let's move forward into the SaaS play moving forward. So you you've been testing this out now for three weeks. What have you learned so far? We've learned that we can enter basically any restaurant by offering them different kind of verticals uh, of what on the tools that we have to offer. Okay, so, so how many restaurants are now paying a SaaS fee over the past three weeks? About uh, two hundred and twenty-six. Oh wow, that's a pretty. I mean, that's a lot over just you know the, the very very quick time time horizon. And and these are folks that are paying again that two hundred three hundred bucks a month, right? Exactly. Yeah. I see. Okay, this is great. So I can take the 230 uh, customers or 226 times 230 and you guys are like 50, 60,000 bucks a month in revenue, something like that. Yes, maybe. I see. I see. Okay. And if that's where you were today, where were you exactly a year ago? Just so we can calculate growth rate. Oh, we were at, uh, at the similar rates, just the different models. I see. Okay. So you're doing like 40. So you basically are flat year over year, but you expect growth will be big over the next 12 months with your new SaaS model. Exactly. Yeah. I see. Okay, very cool. All right, talk to me about funding. So again, you raised the two million. Are you planning to raise more capital or no? Yes, absolutely. Are you raising right now? We're raising right now. How much are you looking to raise? We're looking to raise seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. Why do you need seven million dollars? To build the um, sales and marketing team behind the licensing. Uh, you can barely department. say that with a straight face. Why are you smiling when I ask the question? <laughs> because you ask a lot of questions. Um, what do you think? It's called a podcast interview for a reason, right? What do you What do you want me to call it? It's something else? Yeah, maybe. Maybe call it a, a questionnaire. Well, um, interviews, usually there's questions involved in interviews, buddy. That's how oh, interviews work. <laughs> but seriously, $7 million, I mean, that's going to be very dilutive for you as the founder. Um, yeah, we'll be raising over uh, two different rounds. So first we do we do a chunk of that and then another chunk. And basically now it's to, to grow the, the revenue now that we have this uh, kind of product market sheet and that we can scale the business I see. Um, uh, globally. I see. I see. Most people, when they're doing their pre-seed rounds, are selling between 10 and 20% of the business. Is that about what you sold when you did the million? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And are you sort of thinking you're going to have to sell another 10 to 20% on the 7 million round? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay. You think you can get that valuation? I mean, you'd have to go get a... $80 million valuation, you're currently doing 600,000 bucks in ARR. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty big, that's like a hundred X multiple. 
yeah, it's a 100x multiple, but the thing is that when you have, let's say, um, companies who have uh, 600,000 restaurants on their database who will be deploying your technology, it's easier to prove that kind of model, right? Fair enough, fair enough. And what's your team size today? How many people? We're 24. How many engineers? Uh, seven. Okay, so heavy engineering. That's good stuff. Good stuff, Andre. Listen, I love the pivot. I, I'm rooting for you. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book? Um, the Lean Startup. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yes, um, Parker Conrad from uh, Zenefits, ex-Zenefits. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building out uh, Food Detective? I think it's Typeform. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I sleep seven hours a night. It's pretty darn good. And what's your situation, Andrea? Married, single, kids? I'm uh, single. Okay. No. Uh, and how old are you? I'm 30. 30 years old. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. That's a good question. Cannot, cannot answer right now. No, do your best. Think about what you were doing 10 years ago. To learn to code. There you go. Guys, there you have it. Fooddetective.co. They are pivoting, uh, pivoting a nice pivot here. It used to be a percentage GMV model doing $40,000, $50,000 a month in revenue a year ago. Now pivoting into a SaaS model. They've converted. They have 21,000 restaurants signed up for their platform. 230 are already paying on the SaaS model, about $230 per month. So call it $50,000, $60,000 a month in revenue right now. $2 million raised. So nice scale. Looking to raise another $7 million right now. We'll see if you can get it done as they look to scale into more restaurants, more verticals under this new SaaS model. Andrea, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.